the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh God, I ask you right now, God, that you would move by your power, that you move by your anointing. Sweet Holy Spirit, come into this place. Oh God, I ask you right now, God, that you behind me behind the cross, give me access and ability to minister in the third heaven, that I may rightly divide the word of truth. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray, amen. If I was gonna pick a topic today, it would be how am I handling this matter or situation? We're going to be in Matthew the 11th chapter, starting at verse 1 through 15. Matthew 3, 7 through 12. Isaiah 61, 1 through 3. And I'm going to reference Luke 7 and starting at the verse 17th chapter. How am I handling this situation or this matter? And I want you to kind of, I, I got some dictionary definitions of this. And it says handling the act of taking hold of something in by the hands. And I looked at this definition about handling because a lot of times we are in a place when we have our hands on things or things that are based in our lives, we have a tendency to handle things based on the way we are, by our emotional state, about uh, the way we feel and stuff. A lot of times we're handling, dealing with situations in our life based on emotions, not by the word of God. And we need to kind of first step back out of it and stop taking everything that is happening in our lives or what people are doing in our lives and taking it personal. You got to come to the place that you got to understand where that person is. I deal with people based on, especially being a pastor, I can't deal with people based on the way I am because everybody does not it's not where I'm at in God. They're not having the experiences that I have. You got to handle people based on where they are. It's that way you got to understand something. Jesus Christ was higher than everybody else. But when he walked this earth, he was able to deal with every man based on every situation because he had compassion. He was able to put himself in somebody else's shoes and see their whole life at that instant. You say, well, maybe I don't. But maybe when you're in a relationship, you have an understanding to know the way people were born and raised and how they came up in life. You need to understand something. If I'm howling and screaming, if I'm up here badging you for everything that you're doing, tearing down your self-esteem, tearing down your self-worth, there's something that happened to me in my life to make me want to terrorize you. How am I handling this situation? The second part of this definition says that packaging and labeling, labeling of something to be shipped. God gave me this this morning. Sometimes the way God packaged and labeled things in our lives, we do not always like or accept. We're still talking about how am I handling this matter? When I looked up matter, it says right here, be of importance, significant. The reason for what distress or a problem. Matter, an affair or situation under circumstances, a topic. When I looked up the word situation, it, reads, it says this right here. It says, a set of circumstances in which one finds oneself, a state of affairs. So I ask you this, what state of affairs do you find yourself in and how are you handling the situation or the matter? 
You need to see what is going on. You need to see what is being said here. We finna go and we're going to talk about a person that was very great in the Bible and his name was John the Baptist. And I'm going to start with John the Baptist chapter 11. Starting at verse 1. Now it came to pass when Jesus finished commanding his, his 12 disciples that he departed from he there to teach and to be preached in the their cities. Verse 2. This is the title I want to put you to. It says rejection of John the Baptist. It says, and when John had heard in prison all about the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said to him, are you the coming one or, or do we look for another? He's posing a question. But the kicker here is how is God answering his question? A lot of times in life, we're asking questions, but God is not answering the way that you physically want him to answer. He's answering the way about his works. He told them, he said, if you're going to judge me, if you're going to condemn me, but he said, look at what my works speak for me. What are the works God is performing in your life? Why are you re re doubting him? Why are you rejecting what he's doing? Even though John the Baptist feels that God is rejecting him, but God is answering his question. He says this, Matthew 11 and 3, it says, and he said to him, are you the coming one or do we look for another? Jesus answered and said to him, go, tell John the things which you hear and see. The blind receive their sight and the lame walk. The lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear. It says, and the dead are raised up and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he who is not offended because of me. Let's go. Because I got to walk you about John the Baptist. Because John the Baptist feels that God is not delivering him the way he wants. I'm stuck in prison. And I done did all of these things for God. And God is not answering me. You got to understand something. I talked to all the John the Baptist in the building. And that's from the pulpit to the back door. How we sometimes feel that God rejects us. And you got to understand something. Then we go out and start making our own provision. Because we don't like the way God is addressing us. We don't like the way God is dealing with us. And labeling us based on where we are. Not where we want to go. Well, a lot of times we want to live on the blessing. But you don't want to go through the go through to get to the blessing. And God is saying, your labor is not in vain. Because in the end of this chapter, you're going to see he praises John the Baptist. But John the Baptist starts questioning God. And he feels rejected. He's locked up in a prison. Have you ever been in a prison? Some of us are in prisons in our minds. And we feel that we done done all of this for God. And God has abandoned us. When a person feels abandoned, it causes them to go into a, a different frame of mindset. It causes them to handle situations and, and matters of the heart in a different way. Let's go to the third chapter. The preaching of John the Baptist. Verse 1. 
starting at verse 7. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to his baptism, he said to them, brood of vipers, who has warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Therefore, bear fruit worthy of repentance. You got to understand something. John the Baptist is a forerunner. He's coming before Jesus. See, that's another thing I want to talk to you about. The reason why I'm going back here to verse 3, because a lot of times you think because you're paving the way that you're going to be a part of the, of the blessing that God has a store for the multitude. God will spare one to save many. So just because you're the one that's being spared don't mean that everything is lost. So John the Baptist is dealing with the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And he's calling them, you brood of vipers, you need to repent because of what you're doing. Verse 9. And do not think to say to yourself, we have Abraham as our father. For I say to you that God is able to raise up children to Abraham from these, from, from these stones. They're relying on just the law, the mosaic. How many of you just relying on certain parts of the Bible? But Jesus came to fulfill it. And John was in that middle part that he was able to see what the prophets had already foretold. How am I handling this matter? How, am I, how is my seeing in these situations that I'm going through in life? You got to understand something. Everybody has a mission and a purpose in the earth realm. But what God is not, not, he does not have to do and does not have to do for us is give us the full picture. John had a certain thing that he was supposed to do in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And a lot of times, we want to see the whole picture. Always is just at the front part of it. But that's the way man is. So John the Baptist is feeling a certain type of way. He's saying, I've done all of this. I've given up my life. Now I'm stuck in this prison and this same asylum. And it doesn't seem like God is going to deliver me. Verse 10. And it says, and even now the axe is laid to the root of the trees. It says, therefore, every tree which does not bear fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. I indeed baptize you with water until repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I. Whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. One of the things I want to tell you, he's preaching strong gospel. He's going forth. With all that he has, he's not leaning, holding nothing back. Have you ever been in a situation that you've given it your all, but it seemed like God ain't answering you the way he should? He's doing all that God has assigned him, and now he's feeling rejected, abandoned. Now he's asking 
is another that should come. Whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His withering fan is in his hand and he will thoroughly purge his threshing floor and gather his wheat into the barn. But he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. You got to understand something. John the Baptist is believing everything that he's doing. He's believing that God has called him. But a lot of times we're in situations and we are doing all that God has called us. But it seems like when God does not come in and help, part of my message was going to be, but God changed it, but I'm going to put this in there. But why did he raise Lazarus but didn't deliver John? You got to look at your assignment when your assignment is up. Because John the Baptist and Jesus couldn't be. You got to understand something. It was the end of John the Baptist's ministry, and therefore Jesus was coming on the scenes. And John the Baptist, his disciples came in with Jesus Christ. You got to understand something. He said, I came to fulfill the Lord, not to divide it. So you got to understand something. Sometimes you're only the one that's getting it up off the ground. You're the forerunner of things in your life. Some of you don't understand that you're the forerunner of what your children's children that are not even born yet are going to reap. But yet you're in this prison. And you think God has abandoned you. And John the Baptist is in chapter 11. He's questioning God. Are you the one? Are you the one that's going to do this? Or should I look for another? You got to understand something. He was in a place that was not good. And he says something very interesting in verse 6. It says, and blessed is he who is not offended because of me. He's telling him something. He's saying, John, don't be offended or jealous of what I'm doing. A lot of times, if you ever really think about people's psyche, when they get in those, in those dark places in their lives, they become jealous of the person that's taking over and doing what God is calling them to do because they want it to be them. But you need to understand when your time is up. But does that mean that you're forgotten in the kingdom of God? Matthew 11, 7. It says, and they departed. Jesus began to say to the multitude concerning John, what did you go into in the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? And I looked up a reed. A reed is a tall piece of grass that has um, thin little things on it that like, like leaves, but they're very thin and they blow away very easily. He said, what did you go there to do? What was your perception of what, God, of what John was doing? But what did you go out there to see? A man clothed in soft garments? Indeed, those who wear soft clothes are in king's houses. But what did you go out there to see? A prophet? Yes, I say to you, and more than a prophet. He says, for this is he 
of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way before you. Uh, it says, As surely I say to you, among those born of a woman, there is none that has risen greater than John the Baptist. And says, But he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. God is praising John. He's not criticizing John for what he does. Even though John is doubting who he is and his position in the kingdom now. But God is praising John. I want you to go to Isaiah 61. A lot of times you're looking for God to bring you out of certain things in your life. John knew the scriptures. In that cell, he knew that the power that God had to deliver him. But God didn't do it that way. The spirit of the Lord is upon me, Isaiah 61 and 1. Because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me what? To heal the brokenhearted. John is in jail knowing the power that Jesus Christ possessed. But how is he handling this matter, this situation that he's in? He's allowing the enemy to talk to him. How do you, when you're in your prison, in your same asylum, what is the first voice you hear? It ain't the voice of God, it's the voice of Satan. And if God is speaking, God, he's going to drown it out. And then you get all in your emotions and yourself. John is having a pity party. He's reflecting over his life. He's taking into account all the times the Pharisee came out there and, and, and antagonized him. Made fun of him. The Pharisees and the Sadducees were dressed in the best attire. But John the Baptist is not dressed in the, in the best of anything. He's given his life for the gospel. And now he's in prison. And the one person, which is his first cousin, has the power to deliver him. But God does not. But that is not in the will of God, the Father. John couldn't see beyond his calling. And a lot of times when people coming up now, they have strange ministries and they're moving in a strange way. And it's, it's not for you to understand. It's not for you to pick and judge. Everybody has a unique anointing. John the Baptist had that. His message was repent. He said, I baptize you with water, but one that's coming greater than I. You need to see this. He knows that God has the power to do it. Have you ever been in a situation and you know that God has the power 
but he is not delivering. He's not setting me free out of my same asylum. He's not setting me free out of my circumstances and my situation. Why he just does not deliver me? Why does he just not set me, my child free? Why he does not heal my mom and my dad? Why did they have to pass along? Why is my child crippled? Why does my child have all of these mental problems? God, I'm doing all that I can for you. And you got the power. But yet you don't deliver me. And when you answer my question, it's about what you're doing. Not how you're going to set me free. The enemy was having a field day with John the Baptist. Can't you see that you could be great in the kingdom, but yet still have doubt and fears? Isaiah 61. To proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prisons to those who are bound. But the prison that God was trying to set John free was in his heart to give him peace. That the work and the mission of the Lord was going forth. In spite of your circumstances. That I'm giving you rest for your hard labor. Now I'm going to move by the spirit of the living God in which my father has commissioned me to do. What you can only do in the wilderness, I'm going to take it to old Jerusalem and Galilee. But that's how we are. We're so narrow-minded about our perceptions. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God. To comfort all who mourn. To console those who mourn in Zion. To give them beauty for ashes, the all for joy for mourning. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. But he forgot about that latter part. Have you ever been in a situation that you get the most comfort? When you feel closer to God, it's in the hard trials of your life. Isn't that how we take half of the scriptures? But we don't fulfill all of the scriptures. We don't read it. We don't see it through. And this is what he doesn't get. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness. It says the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. And this is what is happening here. I want you to go back. And let's finish reading. Matthew 11 and 12. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, it says the kingdom of heaven suffered violence and the violent take it by force. I want to read you what my commentary said about verse 12. And it says, notice that where Matthew says the violent take it by force, Luke has 
It says, has everyone in pressing into it. Luke 16 and 16. So the sense of this verse is may be rendered this way. The kingdom presses ahead relentlessly. And only the relentless press their way into it. You got to continue to press on. Relentlessly. And you need to, when you read this scripture, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence and the violent take it back by force. The violence, the born again believer, we continue to what? Press on relentlessly, no matter what. No matter what I feel. No matter what I'm going through. I continue to press forward to the mark of the high calling, which is in Christ Jesus. That I'm not persuaded, nor death, nor height, nor principalities, or things to come, the rulers. That I'm going to not let nothing separate me from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. But we want to sit in our jail cells or in our Salem Salems of our mind and give up like what we have done in the gospel does not matter. As I told you, at the end part of Matthew 11 chapter, dealing with this, God is praising John the Baptist. He has a different perception of what John is feeling about himself. The way that you feel about yourself, God does not see it the same way. Dar does he answer it. You need to really grab a hold of this. Because so many of us are doing things. And we're saying that God is telling us, but yet, we're just like John, we're doubting him. If God said it, continue to walk therein. Continue to press in and onward. Move forward in whatever it is that God has given you. Get up out of that dark place. Get up out of that prison. What John didn't have, we have now. We have deliverance. And we have power to overcome the enemy. Jesus hadn't took back the keys of death, having the grave yet. He had just started his ministry. Jesus was raising up his disciples along with John. You need to see what's going on. Verse 13, Matthew 11 and 13, it says, For all the prophets, it says, and the law prophesied until John. That's what he's saying. Look, all the prophets had already prophesied up until John. John was the forerunner. forerunner. He was the new beginning. God was starting his ministry. John was there. He baptized Jesus Christ. Even though that he was not worthy, 
But guess what? He was found worthy to do that. All the other prophets did not have that opportunity. They only prophesied of what was to come. But John not only saw it, he activated and participated in it. That's why he was saying there was none greater than John the Baptist. John the Baptist experienced both worlds. Not only was he able to prophesy it, he was able to see it in the physical form. It says right here in 14, it says, and if you are willing to receive it, he is Elijah who is to come. You got to go into Revelation, but I'm going to tell you something. What he means by that, he was operating in the spirit of Elijah. And God is coming. When you go back to Revelation 11 chapter, it talks about the spirit of Elijah that was going to be there. It's dealing with the two witnesses and all of this. John the Baptist was operating in the spirit of Elijah. He was not Elijah manifested, but he operated in the spirit of Elijah to come. When you go back and read about Elijah, he was a very powerful man. Verse 15, it says, he who has an ear to hear, let him hear what the spirit is saying unto the churches. And you got to be able to hear what God is saying. And I'm, I'm going to tell you something. Some of you are going on forth in your ministry. Everybody has a part to play. You don't have to see the bigger picture. But long as you do what God is calling you to do in this hour. That's the most important thing in your life. And whatever anointing, whatever calling that God has given you, you need to do that. It's very important. And that you would not stay in your prison, that you would not stay in your sound asylum, that you would not stay in your pity party and, and don't think that you are, have no meaning or presence in the body of Christ because you do. How am I handling this matter or situation? I pray from this point on that you would take it and that you will understand that you have meaning and purpose in the kingdom of God. And this is what I want to talk to you about for a few minutes about prison. Prison is a building in which people are legally held as a punishment for a crime they have committed or while awaiting trial. John is saying, I am in this jail. It says for seemingly what I did not do. He did not commit a crime. Similarly, I didn't commit a crime. I was out there in the wilderness. People were leaving the city to go out there to see John the Baptist. He was so radical. He was transforming people's lives. But yet, he's in jail on trumped up charges. I'm letting you know when you're doing the will of God, the enemy's going to come after you. He's going to falsely accuse you, and he's going to imprison you. And a lot of times, the imprisonment are from the people that you're trying to help deliver. John had a lot going on in jail. 
but I'm going to believe that he worked his way through it. That the news that his two disciples brought him was encouragement. And that the word got back how your cousin, Jesus Christ, was praising your name and your works. And that you operated in the spirit of Elijah. Elijah was one of the greatest prophets there in the Bible that demonstrated the power of God. And it says right here, I have stood by with you, giving up my life for the calling. And now look, and you cannot even help me. Rescue, save someone from a dangerous or distressing situation. An act of saving or being saved from danger or distress. This was not John's first time going to jail or imprisonment for the cause. And Heron's daughter. Because John the Baptist was coming up against some heavy spiritual warfare. And he was speaking the truth. The truth would cause you to go to prison. The truth would cause you to come up against spiritual warfare. But Elijah spoke the truth no matter what it cost. And he told Heron, and he told that um, Delilah's mother, how can you sleep with your own brother's wife? These are people in, in high places. But he was called to do great things. So when you got to understand something about a true prophet, they go into the high places. They go into kings and queens and tell what thus says the Lord. And a lot of them died of brutal, brutal deaths. But they had to continue to put their life online no matter what. And when that old wicked daughter danced for the king. Because Heron was afraid of John the Baptist. He says, dance for me. Because he was already mesmerized. By the flesh. How many of us get mesmerized by the flesh? He says, I'll give you everything that you want. And he has said it in front of everybody. And then she comes after she finishes mesmerizing him like that snake she was. She said, give me the head of John the Baptist. And he was like, wow. Isn't that something about that feel good, how it dries up? And you got to see what's going on and what has been said. And he had to do it. And he had to be fulfilled. And God knew that this was coming. But yet he did not warn John the Baptist of the end. You got to understand, even though Jesus was walking around, he still knew the things that was coming down the pipe. Sometimes God spares us the tragedy 
because he don't want to lose us in the end of the process. Because if some of you knew what you had to go through, you would have turned your back on God and would have never completed your mission and assignment in the earth. And then you get there to heaven and you would have to answer. You need to understand something. God is always in control, no matter what. I pray that something's been said and done in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.